If you think you would be a lot more positive, happier in your life, if your life was a lot better, then you've got a lot to learn about what makes positive people positive. I'm going to share very openly and candidly today so you can understand this one thing. Being positive comes from within us and radiates outward, not from outside of us radiating inward. You're going to understand. Just come along with me for the next 15, maybe 20 minutes, and you'll get it. I'm Desmond, and this is your Mental Mastery Moment. This podcast is about success for failures. Failures like me, who grew up in a world that valued conformity over creativity. People like me, who have been made to feel like failures in the corporate structured world of education and the cubicle littered world of business. This podcast is a misfit's guide to discovering, pursuing, and achieving our infinite creative purpose. So welcome home. Let's change the world around us by changing the world within us. I'm empowering you to design something you love. Hopefully you love this show. I want to know what you think about it. And I need your opinion at pdesmondadams.com slash survey. I want to know if you like the name of the show. I've got another name that I'm thinking about going with because I think it might describe what I'm doing here a little bit more, but I'm going to leave it up to you. So if you don't voice your opinion, then you can't complain about it when it happens, if it happens. All right. Go to pdesmondams.com slash survey. I'm also wondering about how long this show should be, and I'm getting some great feedback. It's currently about 15 to 20 minutes. Wondering what you think it should be. Go to pdesmondams.com slash survey and let me know. I'm also wondering, some people have said it's hard to keep up with the daily show. Well, trust me, I know. <laughs> Producing them is hard to keep up with, but I've committed to doing that. But if you think it'd be better being shorter or, or less often, I should say, then tell me. Go to pdesmondams.com slash survey. I've got a couple other questions. It'll take you less than two minutes, but I want to know what you think because I'm doing this for you. If I was doing it for me, I would just stand here and not record. I would just I would just talk, and I do that sometimes, actually. Ask my family. But, but honestly, I do this for you because I want to help you have the best life you could possibly have. So go to pdesmondams.com slash survey. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, I'm generally considered a positive person. I tend to look on the positive side of things in life. It's kind of odd, though, because most people who don't really know me think that means that, oh, my life is perfect. It's great. It's wonderful. Oh, I wish my life was like his. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) Seriously, a lot of people think that everything was just perfect for me, and that's why I generally am positive. Well, that's not necessarily the case. In fact, nothing could be further from the truth, at least for me. If you've ever thought, oh, yeah, I'd be positive, too, if I was living their life, but I'm not. My life's a mess. I'm the one who messed it all up. Well, guess what? Good news. Me, too. I'm still focused on being positive all the time. I want to open your eyes to what it takes for someone to live that positive outlook, to have that happiness inside of them, to feel that joy most of the time, if not all of the time. So as someone who's considered generally positive, I want to share with you some truths about us positive, happy people that you may not know. So I've got five things that I think it's important for people to keep in mind when they think of what positive, happy people are all about. Number one, we're flawed. Yep, I've got a lot of work to do still in my life. This is something I openly share all the time on the show. In fact, I'm working to set myself apart from most people who are teaching in the personal development space. I want to be very open about the fact that 
I don't have it all perfected. Yeah, I've studied all of this stuff a lot more than most people, a lot more 99.9% of the people. But honestly, that's because I've had a lot to figure out for myself. I guess the one difference with me and obviously with you because you listen to this show is that we want to get better. There's people who've dealt with a lot of junk, but they don't really care about getting better. They don't think they can get better, so they don't make the effort. I've always believed things can get better, and so I put in the effort to figure out how to make it better. If I was just flawed, didn't care about getting better, I wouldn't have learned all that I've learned over the years. As I say this, though, I realize I'm not the same as most people, as the masses. I work at getting better. I put what I learn into practice, but that just means I'm going out swinging the bat instead of just sitting in the dugout. That's all it means. It doesn't mean I'm hitting home runs all the time. And if that causes you to say, oh, what is that guy going to teach me then? And that's fine. That's great. But let me tell you, we're, we're all in this journey together and we all want to learn from each other. We want to learn from a group of people who are committed to having the best life we can possibly have. But it does mean that we're people who are striking out sometimes, but we're still getting up. We're still getting in that batter's box and we're still swinging that bat when life comes at us, which brings us to my second point. We're still good enough. Those of us who are positive people, we realize we're flawed number one, but we're good enough as well. There's some people who look at all the flaws they have, some more than me, some less than me, and they think, man, I'm doomed. I have nothing to offer this world because I'm pretty dang messed up and I'm just not going to, I'm not going to be able to offer anybody anything. I remember one of the things I learned years ago when I used to be involved in multi-level marketing. I'm not anymore, so I'm not asking you to my house to take a look at the plan. But uh, just one of the greatest things I learned, and I, I'll tell you what, I'm not ashamed of having done that for a long time because I learned a lot. from the, When I was 18, I got involved in that and reading books, listening to tapes, going to seminars and going out and meeting people and all that. I learned a lot. One of the big things I learned, going out, meeting people and talking to them about making more money, people in those big houses, the big giant ones with the fancy cars out front, you know what? Most of them, there's the exception, but most of them are broke just like you. They end up with the same amount of money as you do at the end of each month. Nothing. Zero. Most of them. And I say most of them because there is the exception. There's the smart ones. But a lot of the people who are living in those big houses are broke at the end of each month. As broke as you. They've just got a bigger house, fancier car, a boat. Maybe they go on vacation. Maybe they got more clothes. But they're still broke at the end of the month. That was so enlightening to me. I used to be intimidated by talking to people in those situations until I realized they needed money just like I needed money. That's when I realized, you know what? I am good enough to talk to them about what I was doing at that time. I have something they need. Now, again, I'm not in that type of business anymore, but that was a phenomenal lesson for me to learn. And to this day, I think of that. I, In fact, I think of one house in particular. It was in the neighborhood I used to drive by when I used to kind of dream of living that lifestyle when I thought that's what happiness was brought by, living in those neighborhoods. And I would drive by, and I used to always look up there. Well, I got the phone number of somebody. I met them, and then they said, yeah, come on over. Show me what you got going on. I looked up the address, and I was like, oh, that's he, oh, he doesn't need. Oh, I was so intimidated when I got there. He explained to me how broke he was, how devastated his family was by the lifestyle. Sure, he had all the trappings. I would drive by and think, oh my gosh, this guy's got it all going on. And he was so desperate. It was so enlightening. I specifically think of that person every time I think of this issue. 
So we are still good enough to offer something to somebody. Remember that. Number three, our whole life is flawed. Not just us. Our life is flawed. Tony Robbins, wonderful personal development coach, tremendous things that he's teaching people. He's helped so many. I would even say millions of people he's helped live a better life. He's written Personal Power, the giant, um, Awaken the Giant Within. I looked up on my bookshelf because it's right above me. Uh, Awaken the Giant Within. He's just done so much to help so many people. But you know what? Tony Robbins went through a divorce. Yep, Tony Robbins, that guy who taught you about personal power, went through a divorce. His life isn't perfect, and he's okay with that. He would tell you that himself. I've spent years, and I'll tell you, years in Christian radio. I've met, and I'm not saying this to brag, just it's part of the business I'm in. I've met, I've hung out with all of the major artists. If, if you listen to that kind of music, I guarantee you, every artist you listen to, I've, I've just I've hung out with them, talked to them about life, some of them more than others, and I'm not going to name names, but I'm going to tell you, that guy or that girl you see up on stage singing about how great God is in their life and and not always positive. Sometimes they think about they sing about their struggles. But so often, people in the audience are looking up to them, going, "Oh, they're such a great example of how we should be living our life." Well, you know what? A lot of them they're up there. They're on antidepressants because their life is falling apart. But you know what? They're still good enough to get up and sing that song because that's their gift. And we're the ones who put them up on this pedestal that we think, "Oh, they've got it all figured out." But when they get on that bus and they check their phone, and they see that their daughter's got some problem going on, or they find out that there's some tax issue that they're dealing with, or mom and dad are fighting, or something's going on, some of them dealing with sexual issues, and to still understand that they're good enough to deliver a message that is encouraging to others, and to be positive and to be happy. If I turned on the camera on my laptop right now, and I left it on for 24 hours, and you just checked in and you could sit and watch it if you wanted, you'd probably be a little frightened. Not just tomorrow morning when I wake up and I look the way I look tomorrow morning or every morning, but you'd see my wife come in and tell me that one of the kids did something that caused some stress for us today. Or you'd see me composing myself to try to figure out how I'm going to get everything done that needs to get done today as I'm trying to figure out how I'm behind right now and I've got to get caught up and those things. I'm flawed. My life is flawed, but that's okay. I'm good enough. You'd be surprised. And you know what? I'd lose some of you. Some of you would stop listening. You'd figure, that guy's messed up. I don't even follow him. Maybe you'd hear us talking about tragedies in our past. You'd hear us talking about how we're dealing with the after effects of sexual abuse, betrayal, seeing family members arrested, visiting family members in jail, having other family members say incredibly hurtful things about us or me because they don't really know the whole story. They don't know everything. It happens regularly. My life is flawed. But you know what? It happens to everyone, and that's the thing that I can't stress to you enough. You may not have had to deal with arrest. You may not have had to deal with sexual abuse in your family, but you've had to deal with something. And that's kind of the thing I've told the family members, said hurtful things. Hey, just because your pain, just because your flaw isn't out there in the wide open area where everyone can see it or where you're okay with showing it to people, doesn't mean you don't have them. And that's the thing to understand, just like Tony Robbins, who had to deal with divorce, just like the Christian superstar who's had to deal with suicidal thoughts, maybe. We're all dealing with stuff. And this really gets in to number four. We know you're flawed, too. 
Happy, positive people know you're flawed too. See, when I know you're flawed and I'm open about my flaws, I suddenly become a lot less judgmental of you. That's what helps us be more positive people. When I try to hide my flaws and even go so far as to shine a spotlight on your flaws so people don't notice mine, you know, if I can move the spotlight over onto you, that leaves me kind of over here in the dark. It can help me hide my flaws. I tend to always be looking for the negative when I want to move that spotlight. I'm looking for what's your negative. What's their negative? What's the negative over there? I need to find a negative somewhere to move the spotlight to. I have to look for it. The most judgmental people I've met in life are typically the ones who are most frightened that you're going to find out what's wrong with them. Let that sink in. The most judgmental people I've met in my life are typically the ones who are most frightened. You're going to find out what's wrong with them. This is why when we're open about our flaws, we don't have to worry about finding yours. In fact, when I'm open about my flaws, what happens is you're a lot more willing to be open and sharing yours. I don't have to search for them. You serve them up to me. And that leads to us both having a much happier life. There's no fooling anybody. When we share our flaws, we also aren't afraid to admit we need help. That's the beauty of it. Which is That's the thing with sharing our flaws. We're just saying, Ah, here's my flaws. If you got some input, man, I'm welcoming them. And that's number five for me. We know we need your help. Happy, positive people, flawed people, flawed lives. Know they, you have flaws. We know we need your help. This comes when we have the first four things down correctly. When I'm open about my flaws, I know you have your flaws. I also know that because I'm good enough, To help you, that means you're good enough to help me too, right? Because if I have flaws and I'm good enough to help you and you have flaws, well, that means you're good enough to help me as well. See, this is where we become humble and we stop placing ourselves on a pedestal. I feel the personal development world is filled with people who are saying, follow me and I'll help you have this awesome life just like I have. That sounds great initially and they probably build their audience a lot faster than I do, but I know That's going to be short-lived. If I told you, follow me so your life will be as awesome and amazing as mine, and then in two years, you still have a flawed life, and you're still flawed, you'd think, that guy didn't teach me much of anything. You'd move on to the next person promising you those easy riches, those whatever they are, the easy piece that's available. Instead, I say, let's go on this journey together. What you learn, I'd like to learn. What I learn, I want to share with you. I need your help to make my life the best I can make it. So why bother? If life isn't better for me, why should you bother listening and doing the things that I recommend we all do during this show? Yes, I truly believe my life today is pretty darn good. It absolutely is. But flawless? No way. Better than it was in the past? Well, I certainly handle it a lot better than I did in the past. Peace in our lives doesn't come because we have peace in our lives. It it doesn't make sense, right? But listen, it comes because we have peace in our soul. Seeing peace around us doesn't come because there's peace around us. It's because we have peace within us. So we start to see peace around us. We need to realize exactly what I say all the time. We change the world around us by changing the world within us. This doesn't mean we suddenly have butterflies flittering around our head, birds singing over our shoulder, but it means we have a healthy approach towards all that life sends our way. When that happens, the world tends to throw a lot less crap our way. And let me explain this to you, Kay. 
I believe, and I might lose you on this one. I know it depends on where you are on spiritual issues and and stuff like that. But follow me through on this, game. I believe the energy we put out is the energy we cause the world around us to vibrate with. If you take a tuning fork, if you ever seen a tuning fork, right, two prongs on one single post, you know, it looks like a little two-pronged fork, and you hit it on a table and vibrates, get it humming, and then hold it next to another tuning fork that's not been hit on the table, the vibration next to it, don't touch, next to it, that one tuning fork that's not been hit on the table will start to match the vibration of the other tuning fork. And that's the way I believe our lives are. As we put out a certain note, a certain vibrational note, the stuff around us starts to match that vibrational note. The world around us will match what we're putting out into the world. Maybe that helps you understand that concept a little bit better. I always think of it that way. You've got to remember, everything around us, even light photons are vibrating at certain frequencies in that. So understand that that what we put out We're like a tuning fork, and we're trying to get all the other tuning forks around us, every person around us, to match our vibration. Hopefully, if it's a good vibration. Thank you, Beach Boys. (laughs) Seriously, that helps me understand this a lot better. Let let me give you something that you can do today. Here's something that you can just pause, and maybe just when this podcast episode ends, don't start something else. Don't turn on the radio. Just get to where you're going, sit in your car and pause for a minute and be okay with what's happened in your life. All the scars, all the flaws that are on you and around you, be okay with that. Commit to being open about your life and everything that you've been through. Give up the facade we all want to put on in order to seem good enough. You're still good enough, even without the facade. You have things you need to do. If you're not healthy in certain areas, you need to stop those things, right? But your past doesn't determine your worth today. So be happy with where you are. Have peace. Give up that struggle to put out this image that isn't true. Relax a little bit. Lower your shoulders. Feel the tension leave your neck. Understand that it's okay. I'm flawed. My life's flawed. They're flawed. I'm still good enough. And you're still good enough. And we need each other's help. Ah, It's relaxing a little bit, isn't it? takes a little bit of the pressure off, doesn't it? Life is great. When we start thinking that way, life's only going to get better. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I've run a little long. I'm just going to say thanks. May your reach always extend beyond your grasp. 